welcome to Play on K, the Korean drama podcast with Emily and Raquel. And this is the show where we take a K-drama, we watch it four episodes at a time, and then we get together here every week to talk about it. Yeah, this week we watched episodes 9 through 12 of Another Miss O. Did I do the right numbers? Yeah, that's what we watched. I was not paying attention at all, but looking at my notes, it was 9 through 12. The throwaway yes. episodes. Yeah, holy cow, because honestly, um, you know, fuck this relationship, am I right? <laughs> 100%. I'm off the ship. There is no ship. We are gone. Set it all on fire. We These episodes the didn't happen. Give it a Vikings funeral. Burn it down. <laughs> Get it out of here. Forget about it. Ew, what is this? I'm so sick of these people. They need to get the fuck out of each other's lives, is what they need to do. 100%. Like, uh, just go your separate ways. It's time. It's fine. It's okay. You give it a, you gave it the old college try. An honest effort was made. But get out of here. Yeah. Uh, not everyone is for you, you know? And in this situation, you are definitely not for each other. <laughs> it's really hard to watch them not even want to like each other and not be good at liking each other and just seem like they're almost pretending to like each other and still just kind of get entangled in each other's lives like we're done hi leave it drop yep. it go i think the thing that annoys me the most if if since we're i mean obviously we've already waded into the weeds here so let's just do it let's just go hard <laughs> and then we can talk about some other stuff about the drama maybe um or maybe this is the whole episode but <laughs> i think what really gets me is that they kind of set up their attitudes to be absolutely opposite of toward like um their relationship there at the end to be absolutely opposite of what I feel they should be. I want her to be the one to be like, actually, no, I think it's better if we walk away from this. This is insane. And him to be the one to be like, can you please just love me until my feelings go away? Ooh. Or pretend to love me until my feelings go away. Because he has all the power and holds all the cards in this relationship. And he always has. And he jerks her around by a string. We've been saying it since episode one. Total yo-yo situation. He tosses her out and pulls her back. At will. I don't even think he's doing it on purpose. I don't want to make him sound like the worst person ever, but he's pretty close. Um, pretty close. But in that aspect in particular, like I do think he cares about her. I don't think he is purposefully jerking her around back and forth and continuously attempting to ruin her life. But all of his wishy-washy going back and forth on deciding when he wants to be with her and when he doesn't, but her feelings being consistent, is a bunch of bullshit. I'm sick of it. It's awful. Because his feelings are also fairly consistent. It's just the amount that he wants to share them with others that's really inconsistent. And it's so dumb. I'm tired of it. We're not going to make emotional man-children. Okay, we're done with that character trope. Yep. Just we're make a person it. who can say vulnerability is human and it is 
the worst. We all hate being vulnerable, but like you gotta go through it. If that's what if you want a relationship, you have to be vulnerable in front of the other person and to continually be like, okay, I'm gonna give her this tiny, tiny bit of myself and then immediately take it ten steps back is emotional manipulation, buddy. It's okay if you don't realize you're doing it, but let's call it what it is. It's emotional manipulation, and it's fucked. Uh Like, what a nightmare. I'm so sick of it. And yeah, like you said, just the the small morsels of himself that he will occasionally choose to share when he gets these little moments of inspiration to, like, change a little bit. But, I mean, it's after ignoring her. It's so... It's the most toxic. Yeah. Ah, and it's... um, It's really frustrating because I'm a simpleton. And I, I could forgive all. I could forget everything that had happened up until, what was it, like, episode 11 or 12 when they had that beach date. And they just had, like, a wonderful time. And then they had a really passionate kiss at the end. Their first kiss, awful. We will circle back to that. <laughs> Not good. But that second yeah. one, pretty great. Very passionate. Very cute to watch. They're having a great day. Having a great time. I could have forgiven everything because I am a big dummy. And this is a K-drama and not real life. And I would have shipped it until the end of time. If the rest of the drama had been them figuring out things together, and especially him going into this relationship dealing with his friggin' psychic powers and being like, I'm worried I'm gonna die. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to act happy in this relationship, even though it's the best thing ever. Like, I want to see that emotional turmoil. But instead, we're left with him still being like, So I guess I should break up with her. Like, did you not see what she went through with Hante Jin? It's the exact same scenario repeated. Like, you're making a decision on her behalf. Why are we doing this? Yeah. Yeah, and she made the observation that uh, just at one point when he was talking to her about Hante Jin and he was pretty much like, oh, so you're just going to fucking forgive him? Um, I think I'm gonna swear a lot this episode, y'all. I'm sorry. Should I I bleep it? Or I don't think so. I think you should just tag it. Like Raquel's gone off. Raquel's gone off. Um, yeah, I think I'm gonna swear a lot. But anyway, he was like, "Why are you forgiving him? This is a bunch of bullshit." And she's like, "Don't you think I realize that his pride comes before me? Like I know that now." What a line. Yeah. Oh my god, it was so good to know that she knew that. Oh. Yeah, and then she just said, I need someone right now, and that's fine with me. And see, that's why I actually would have preferred that situation if she had gone back with Hante Jin, because it also not a great relationship. Uh, I don't think she should be in any relationship, but she expressed that she needs someone, so I guess we'll like go with that. Like, I don't, I think you're a strong woman. Oh, hey, young. I think you don't. You're a strong, independent woman who don't need no shitty man. Out of <laughs> the very poor selection of men that you have in front of you, um, but uh, just you know, her acknowledging she needs someone. There's a part of me that's like, okay, you know what? You know what you need. Get it, girl. Whatever you want. 
and her having that acknowledgement, she gets to have some power back in that situation. You know, like that's more, that's, that's way more of a power balance between her and Hante Jin. Uh, because she knows, like she, he came clean to her and she is aware, like, of the situation. She's aware of how shitty it was. She knows that, like, he should have been honest with her and he wasn't, and that makes it not a great relationship when he, like, literally went to jail and then pretends he, like, broke up with her for her sake, but what he did was, like, destroy her emotionally. Like, that all sucks, but she knows it, and she is able to, like, keep some of her own pride in that situation, which, like, whatever, like, who needs pride? It's a wasted emotion. Like, we don't, I don't need pride. But, like, she is so constantly getting knocked down, it's okay if she has a little bit of pride, if she gets a little back from the world, and if she wants to be with someone. Honestly, I'm, I guess I'm on the Hante Jin ship, because I don't really care about him, but, like, I guess he could be, like, a good support system while she recovers. At least she, yeah. like, fucking knows w- what's going on with that situation. But instead, you know, this other guy who holds all the cards is, you know, playing her. Oh my god. Yeah. It's so hard to watch, because, like you said, I'm not really Team Hante Jin, and I don't need... Like, I don't need both these guys to, like, get on their knees and beg for Oh Young to, like, be with them. But honestly, if one of them's on their knees begging for her to be with him, and the other one's like, I don't like you, I don't want to be with you, even if it's not true in his heart, and it's not what he means, like, read between the lines, I'm going to take the guy who's begging to be with her, who's like, I'm so sorry, everything went wrong, I'm an idiot, like, I don't know if it's the right choice, but maybe he actually did learn a lesson and he actually does love her and could grow from this experience and they could develop a healthy relationship together. I assume we will never know and that won't be part of the show, but it would be nice to imagine that he learns from this mistake and starts to listen to Oh Young and be like, you are really important to me. Let's make this relationship work. It's fine if she doesn't have feelings for him and she breaks it off. That's her decision. But it's really hard to be like, you have someone like begging to be with you. You deserve to have someone begging to be with you. And you keep going after the guy who's treating you like utter garbage. Stop. I'm on your mom's team now. You gotta stop. I'm locking you in your room. Girl clearly has some uh, unhealthy attachment styles, mm-hmm. and she maybe needs to work on those before she enters into any relationship, but definitely don't enter into the one with the avoided attachment style, because it's not doing you or him really any good. He's a mess as well, and I guess like getting beat up on the street, and maybe going to get hit by a car, and like (sighs) is having these traumatic past memories of when his dad fell off a cliff and he had to drag his body to the car. What the hell? (gasps) What was that? And then push a car? What, 16 miles, I assume? Are you kidding me? What is- you can't just throw that scene in a K-drama. Especially, like, I'm not 
here for like, you know, putting trauma on a pedestal. I don't need that. But to be like, this dude is unaffected by his father having fallen off a cliff, having to drag his body to the car, and then having to push a car. Like, that is utterly insane. And then three scenes later to have him prancing around on the beach by a cliffside is like okay i mean i'm glad you're not affected by it and you became a sound engineer just like your father and you can drive cars just fine like there's nothing holding you back and i'm glad for that i guess i'm just surprised yeah it is it's surprising it kind of it felt like it was supposed to be an explanation for, like, why he is the way he is and, like, why he struggles with, like, being attached to people. But it, what it felt like it was supposed to be was not what it was for me personally. I did not, he was not immediately endeared to me because of his past trauma wherein I was all of a sudden clued in to the inner workings of why he has or I guess I was clued into why he has so many issues but to me it's one of those things of like when someone says they have a toxic trait and that's just the way they are you know that Mm -hmm. thing where someone says um yeah I just tell it like it is and I think people hate me because I'm blunt Uh that's just how I am and that's just the way that I am. That is how I live my truth. And I'm out here <laughs> so mad because there's a difference between saying, telling the truth and being a dickhole. Mm-hmm. And if you are an honest person, very few people hate you. People may not love you. Yeah. But yeah, very few people hate your guts. Yeah. There's a difference. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Park Do Kyung is walking that line and he's back and forth every episode, but having a dead dad does not make me feel better for him in this relationship that he has with Oh Hey Young. What? Ah, what's the point then? Just don't kill his dad. He's a nice dude. Yeah, he was fine. Clearly. The only parent in that situation, so. <laughs> yeah, like, I I guess I am in, into the trauma that they bring into K-dramas. That's a dark part of me I don't want to face, but freaking that line that he says where he was like, the moment your mom put a piece of meat on my rice was like, really touched me because no one's ever done that for me. And you're like, oh my god, bud. I didn't think of that, because your mom is terrible, and your dad died. Like, nobody ever did those really tiny nice things for you. But that's, like, the only time we've gotten any of that. Any of that, like, emotional, I've had a tough life growing up with the parent that I've grown up with. Like, that is kind of the only moment that we've gotten out of this. So what's the point? What's the point of his backstory being such a sob story if you're not going to talk about it at all? You're just going to be like, his dad fell off a cliff. I mean, that's the whole story. Like, beginning to end, his dad's dead. Like, that's it. Like, what? No, there's no emotional trauma or growth or anything from it? No. I mean, his dad told him, like, 
hold on to things because they'll disappear, but he doesn't really do that. Um, so, so I guess, no? He's just dead. Okay. I know his dad was, like, a really sweet dad. That's uh, it? Right. Dang. Okay. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. What? Why Why did you even include that, then? What's the whole point? Just for his dad to say that one ah. line about when you love things that dis- or what what was it? Something about things disappearing, then you stop caring so much about things that don't matter? I don't know. That one, I also, I'm, I'm not quite sure, I guess. It was a bit convoluted as a line. Mm-hmm. It's hard to remember, but I think we got the, like, message behind it. But it's hard when Park Do Kyung remembers that message every other episode, and then they get back together, and then he's like, actually, I'm gonna die. So... Change my mind. Forget the lesson my dad taught me. We're gonna break up again. And then he remembers what his dad taught him. So he plays the tape again. (laughs) Run that tape back. (laughs) And then get back together. And then she finds out the truth. And he's he decides that it might still be better if they stay broken up, actually. Because he gets to decide. It doesn't matter that she's forgiven him for this... For ruining her life, essentially, this massive thing that he did, um, that's not up to her. It's actually going to be a very convenient thing for him if they break up. So, just break up. I don't. He well, he gets to decide her feelings, Emily, and how what's good <laughs> for her. Like men, like a man, like a man. And she will be sad if he dies, unless they're broken up. Then she won't be sad. Yeah, because she's soulless and uh, will immediately stop caring about... She has terrible object permanence, you know? (laughs) If he's not there, she's gonna forget he exists. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Just break up, and then you can die, and then nobody will be sad. Ain't that just the way? (laughs) Uh, Can we talk about their awful first kiss for, like, seven seconds because i hated it fully toxic it sucks too because the actual kiss part right the part where they kissed super hot super passionate yeah i i believed it they sold me on how much they wanted each other in that moment the grasping at clothes the pushing against a wall the the passion level off the charts i loved it i was sold Mm -hmm. if it was just that isolated moment (laughs) But instead, they gave us, they even gave us the buildup. We should have talked about it in last episode because he had a vision where he's mm. like, so remember, remember in the future when you like beat a woman, you like wrangle her into a kiss? That's hot. I'm like, wait a second. No. Are you kidding me? He literally sees her lip and gets a little bit turned on. When he thinks about, like, it being, like, cut or something, right? Like, that happens because of the vision. What? Because of the vision. Which, okay, listen. I don't want to yuck any yums. Sometimes people are into things consensually that I'm personally not into. Not my yum. It's a yuck for me. But (laughs) for other people, it is not. So, yes. uh, don't beating, like... Giving a woman a bloody lip and being yeah. like, that turns me on. There's a... Uh, it's gotta be consensual. Yep, it's gotta be consensual and, uh, you know, that you've gotta, you know, be kinky. Whatever. But, like, please be safe, people. 
okay. it just felt very unsafe and out of control the way he immediately got a little bit too excited by just like the idea of her like being hurt because it was so i don't know close in proximity in his mind to a time when she is he wrangles her into a kiss violently and that is a lot that's i don't want to necessarily unpack it all but <laughs> it's a lot yeah we don't know that that's his yum necessarily yeah. we might be looking too deep into this but on on the whole he wrangles her into their first kiss, and that is not okay. It doesn't look good, it doesn't feel good. Yeah. And once again, doing the thing where he knows she has feelings for him, he's withholding his, until what, they burst out of him violently? That's fucked up. And then he can put him back away. Yeah. He's like, okay, now I won't call you for three days. Are you kidding me? You absolute dirtbag. <gasps> I can't. I can't. Okay, so Park Do Kyung is out of the show. He loses his place. <laughs> We've, he's been voted off the island. <laughs> this week he's gone. Lawyer friend, you're next. Your days are numbered. Yep. You got a GTFO because... I don't know. Okay, so listen. She does need to tell him the truth about what's going on. For sure. Um, What's her name? Sukyung? Oh, man. If you think I know... I don't know. I called her Director Park, so I got one of her names. Let's go with Director Park, just to play it safe. I, you know, I'm a little bit bummed that she hasn't fessed up to what happened. Because, I mean, you guys, they were both drunk. So, and that shit happens. Um, unfortunately, in her situation, they were drunk enough that they forgot to use protection. They've seemed very drunk. Yes, I. That's actually believable. I yeah. a tale is all this time. <laughs> but he was blackout drunk. Mm-hmm. You've got to let him know. I know it makes things really awkward because you live together. Probably he'd move out. Probably he'd move out at that point. I feel like yeah. That's not the point. That's not the <laughs> no. the ends <laughs> that you're trying to get to. No, no, no. Because this is before we find out. That it's very likely that he is the father of the child that she is apparently pregnant with. Uh oh, big oops. Maybe I feel like there was such tension there. There was so much awkward feel. I don't know. There was a lot in the air, especially when he's like yelling at her about using protection. Like, sir, this is not the time. But then at the end, she's like, "Whose baby is it?" I'm like, oh, there is a chance that it's Brazil guy? I don't know. What's the point of that? I, I don't mean, know. there's no chance, really. Right? I didn't think she slept with him. I don't think she did, but I don't think she knows if she does or not, because her entire after-work hours life is a long, drunken haze of nights blended together, I assume. Okay, okay. That makes more sense, because I was just like, what's the point? There's already so much tension built up with it being lawyer's baby so why even introduce that it might not be we've already got so much to worry about yeah, yeah. i mean i just in as far as i can tell if we follow the k-drama calculations if we put 
the numbers together as far as, you know, just the the formula mm-hmm. that goes with these things, there's no chance in hell it's the Brazil guy's baby. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But why do we have to waste time with a paternity test? That's yeah. not fun K-drama stuff. Get that no. test out. We don't want tests in a K-drama. What I want... No tests. What I want is for him to decide to be the best possible co-parent he can be. That would be really cute. That would be a cute turnaround. I don't expect it, but boy howdy do I want it. (laughs) Uh, We'll see if it happens. The rest of his storyline through these episodes was less interesting. Except the axe guy who caught him. I thought that was pretty neat that he took him to his mom's house and was like, Shame on you for raising a son like this. Like, dang. Okay. That's dastardly. We thought it was going to be a murder, but this is better. Uh, Lo messed up that he stripped his pants off. I think it's just, like, enough to put the sign. I think she, her sadness and disappointment in the state of her child's life would have been driven home equally either way. I'm sure based on that sign, she didn't even notice he was not wearing pants. But that's, that's showbiz for you yeah i was actually very uncomfortable with the scene that he stripped his pants off that was a little bit triggery um like i i I don't know it just didn't feel good it was kind of a bad because he's like screaming no and i don't know maybe i have to cut this out of the podcast because even now it feels triggery to like talk about it so i see that it's up to you but i think what you've said is important to to acknowledge that it was not not a great part of the show. I think it was just a little bit, um, like, generally tone deaf in the sense that, like, I don't think that there was supposed to be an implication mm, there. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's just, it's felt. There still was. So, uh, can I tell you one more thing that did not need to be part of the show? That absolutely was. Definitely not nearly as troubling as as that part. But that Hante Jin's business partner might have been the one to cause a lot of... To cause the, the backer to pull his money out. How convenient for Do Kyung. But, like, what does that solve? I don't know. I understand. I feel like everybody is trying to pin this whole situation on one person like everyone's got their own person that they've chosen to pin it on but it's bizarre that feels like a very k-drama thing to me though that i just man i can't think of any other specific examples and maybe they'd be spoilery for other k-dramas even if i could but it feels like it's very typical that there must be a point Mm. of blame um, or there's, like, one person, like, when a relationship in a K-drama doesn't work out or something, and they say, I don't know, it just feels as if there's supposed to be one person that takes the blame for that, where sometimes, in real life, things just don't work out. Um, I use it all the time. I stole it from Just Break Up podcast, but the not everyone is for you thing where sometimes it's not that there's a person to blame. It's just that the things didn't work yeah. out. Um, and this is different because it's not just a relationship. And I know that they want someone to be held accountable, so they have to pinpoint a bad guy who did a bad thing. I honestly, 
independently of how I feel about Do Kyung right now, uh, which is <laughs> not good. I don't mind the idea of him being the bad guy in that situation if, long term, his character was being handled better. In fact, I think that's kind of cool when there doesn't have to be mm-hmm. a villain, a person who is bad, but just even better, a lead who did a bad thing that they regret is so, I don't know, um, interesting, I guess, storytelling-wise to me, and uh, underplayed. People don't use it enough that sometimes uh, people who aren't bad do bad things, and then they're sorry, and they go on a journey to, you know, come to terms with the bad things that happened and realize that just because they did a bad thing doesn't make them a bad person. And I think that, yeah, that could narratively be so unique. And instead, they had him do a bad thing. They had him be very sorry for it. Then they had him handle so many situations so poorly. (laughs) So continue to do bad things as if he never learned from the bad thing that he did originally. Mm -hmm. Uh, Which is where the problem comes in. And now they're letting him off the hook for it. Now, now they're saying, oh, no, well, he didn't do a bad thing, actually. He thinks he did. Uh, so honestly, he just believes he did a bad thing and is refusing to grow from it. Plus, there's another actual bad person uh, who's doing a thing that Hauntage may or may not be involved in. So maybe he was the bad guy all along. Don't you feel so much better that the two leads are going to be together now? And I don't. I don't feel better. No. But yeah, to your point, I feel like that could have been fine, like, listening to you, like, say all that. I think it could have been interesting to say, watch Park Do Kyung go on this journey and learn from his mistake and become a better, more more thoughtful, more empathetic person. And then at the end, be like, and it wasn't even really his fault. Like, as much as it was, and as much as he did, this... President Kim, or whatever, I think that's his name, President Kim, says this line of, I would never have moved hundreds or billions of dollars. He said hundreds or billions, which is an insane thing to say. <laughs> uh, hundreds or billions. You Who's know, to say? Whichever one I invested. That's a big difference. Um, <laughs> I would never have moved hundreds or billions of dollars for Park Do Kyung's sake. That's insane. I think that line could have hit so hard if you'd watched how hard Park Do Kyung had worked to repair all these things that he'd broken and to get through all of this mess that he'd conceivably created and to find out, like, he didn't even do it. Like, I'm glad he grew, but at the end of the day, it wasn't even his fault. But instead, they're like, no, he's not learning his lesson. He's still kind of a butthole beginning to end of the show he doesn't really care about anyone and he'd probably do it again but like it wasn't his fault so what does it matter i'm like it matters because he's still a butthole i want him to change it's not about what he did or didn't do at the beginning it's that he hasn't done anything differently at the end Uh uh-huh He's still, like, going after Han Jin, who's driving down the street in his car, and he's still, I don't know, jerking a girl around who's been through so much, whose life he ruined. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And I do also, this is such a sidebar, but it's a little bit in line with the sentence I just said, which is to say there have been a couple of times where Hante Jin and other people have said that Do Kyung, Park Do Kyung, has stolen Ew. his fiance. The grossest sentence. <laughs> can't steal a woman. You can't steal a man. You can't, you can't steal, steal a woman. A person's love from someone else. That is not how theft or love works. Or being a human being. <laughs> uh, just generally. Hers, Ugh. I definitely think if he was saying he coerced her into an emotional situation by lying, I'd be like, hell yeah, he did. I mean, he wasn't trying to get her to love him, but <laughs> she was coerced. She's been lied to. She did not know the whole truth about his intentions behind his interactions in the beginning with her. He, She didn't know the truth, even though it mattered, for how her f feelings developed later. So that is very close to stealing, but it's not stealing. It's coercion. It's... uh. Being lied to. Hunted Jin, are you not a lawyer? <laughs> Look it up. Oh yeah, he's a finance guy. He just hangs out with a lawyer. I watched this YouTuber a lot named Nick DeRamio. Shout out to Nick, because he is very, very funny and he does movie reviews and he talks about often in especially kids movies, like Disney Channel movies, they'll do this weird third act like recap. Where they'll just have a news reporter be like, here's the plot of the entire movie. And that's exactly what this felt like. This is episode 12. You don't need to start the episode with Oh Hey Young summarizing the entirety of the show. Weird move. But then, obviously, I was proven wrong because that was the plot of the episode was that she goes on the radio and tells everybody and, again, ruins her life. Yeah, because we just want to keep beating her and her family down. Don't let him get up. That's entertainment. <laughs> ah. Um, in our last ten minutes or so, can we blast through some of my notes? Because I have so many thoughts and I don't want to miss a thing. Yes, I'm ready. Here we go. Do you have some stuff we can be, like, glad for or positive about in there? Oh, probably not. Oh, shit. Okay, I feel really bad, um, cause this was, I, maybe they'll pull it back, you know. <laughs> they have to, they're going to, it's gotta be an uncontrollably fond situation where by the end we're like, they were meant to be together and now he's dead and my heart hurts, <laughs> but you know, a little bit glad he's dead, but also so sad, like that's all I want is to cry. It's coming, I have to believe that. <laughs> and that's not a spoiler for Uncontrollably Fond. They say he's going to die 10 seconds into the first episode. It's the plot of the show. It's the whole thing. Um, also, uh, I just want to shout out, you know, if you guys are sick of hearing us drag this show, put it on blast a little bit. Just remember, we almost always do this episodes 9 through 12. <laughs> <laughs> this is our vibe. <laughs> it's what we do. We're bad at our jobs. We never believe they're going to pull it back, and then they do. <laughs> Part of the so ride. Blast it. <laughs> okay. Um, I have nothing for episode nine. Like we've talked about most of the things that I wanted to talk about there. Episode ten, 
We've got the therapist saying, your body ages, but your mind doesn't. It knows everything that you'll do in your life. And so you're just seeing visions of the future part of your life because your brain is like super intelligent. It knows all. What? Raquel, just no comments. Okay, next. <laughs> next. No comment. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I just... Okay, so it's just annoying because this is a medical professional. I think it would have been more interesting if instead of being our minds are infinite and time is a flat circle or whatever he was trying to say, um, all, all the cliches, uh, I think it would have been a better, I guess, possibly other cliche, but kind of cool if all of this already had happened and this was Do Kyung's synapses firing, right? And maybe that's what it actually is, and the doctor is just a figment of Do Kyung's brain. Oh, dang. And yeah. so he doesn't I know guess science. he's dying on the street. Yeah. And so it, because Do Kyung doesn't know science, this man also doesn't know science, because he's working with practically nothing here. <laughs> <laughs> dang, that's a deep cut. Raquel's like, this is all happening right at the death of Park Do Kyung. Yeah. This is all just his memory, reconstructing his life very quickly and very poorly. Yep. Just super fat. But also kind of that thing wherein when we sleep, right? Uh, we Have you ever had just a dream that felt like it went on for days and then you wake up and it was a nap mm -hmm. you took in the afternoon that was that lasted an hour? Because time is funky in your brain. And so, yeah, I just, I kind of thought it would be cool if it was a bit of a life flashing before his eyes. Maybe he dies, maybe he doesn't. But he took, he, he's had some head trauma. He's been sent into his brain. And he's really thinking about the way that he's been treating this girl. And how he's been jerking her around. And how he actually really loves her. And getting to re-examine these moments of his life. And some regrets that he, some lingering regrets he has. And then I'd love to see him wake up from that situation. Maybe he wakes up from a coma. Maybe he wakes up in the hospital, like, the next day. No coma. coma. No coma necessary. <laughs> <laughs> That's a comma splice right there. <laughs> but no coma necessary. He wakes up in the hospital mm -hmm. the next day, right? And then he kind of that is a turning point for him but that would have had to happen like two episodes ago for that to be viable uh-huh that's why they're adding two episodes at the end so they have time for the coma yep ah it's too much that's a good <laughs> theory though i appreciated that because i got really interested in the in the first half where he's like your mind doesn't age only your body does like I talk to my grandparents every night, and they say that all the time. They're like, I still feel 20. I still feel 40. Like, it's crazy that I'm almost 90 years old, and my body doesn't do what I want it to do anymore. But my mind's still here, and it's still fine. And I'm like, that's insane, because yeah, I am 25. I still feel like I'm 17 sometimes. I think childhood is a little more blurry, but I imagine... Most of your adulthood, you kind of feel the same. It's only your body that changes. So I was like so into it. And then he was like, 
so you're seeing your future. And I was like, you lost me. Uh-oh. <laughs> okay, no. So mm. that doesn't happen. So no. Um, note two, a lot quicker, less deep here. Are those the Cliffs of Death from Flower of Evil? Oh, they looked like them. Yeah, it looked like it, right? Flower of Evil spoiler. <laughs> I'll, I'll bleep this out a little bit. <laughs> okay. Just just take out the whole question. Maybe that'll just be for you. Yeah. <laughs> Can't clip it out if I whisper it. We, we've seen these clips before. I'll say that much. Okay. 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 They they do look like those death cliffs from Flower of Evil, where something may or may not have happened in Flower of Evil. Nice save. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) I'll just clap so you can cut this off. (laughs) Next note. Um, boys' night. Imagine, imagine if you will, walking down the beach with your two best friends. You're having a good old time. You're kicking the sand. A man, a full-grown man, comes running (laughs) full speed at you. Just, like, the craziest look on his face. <laughs> and as he gets maybe maybe four meters away, he starts cartwheeling frantically and poorly. Just the worst cartwheels you've ever seen. And you're like, what is what is happening? What's going to... Is this how I die? As these <laughs> thoughts are spiraling through your head, what's he going to do? What's he going to do? He stops and goes, like, do you want to hang out with me and my boys? What are you going to do, Raquel? We outnumber you by double. <laughs> yeah, you go with him for sure, right? Oh, for like, sure, take for you sure. back to our place. Yeah. Walk to the nearest police station. Tell him your name, full name, and <laughs> give him your address. That is a fake name. You've heard, you've heard a fake name before. <laughs> you don't say Jane Doe. That's too obvious. But you say the name that at least four girls in your high school had. Yeah. Oh, hey, young. Jessica. <laughs> I am Jessica Smith. Yep. Hello. <laughs> Write that down. We're walking to my house. It's very <laughs> near to the police station. Let's go. Oh my god. The fear. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez Louise. For real though, um that's when you know um have you ever been watching in a show watching a show and you have the thought, oh this was written by a man? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was that scene. (laughs) I get that. I see that. The rest of it was so good. I was so into Boys Night. Just them walking in a line is the kind of really subtle, absurd comedy that's like right up my alley. Right? It was perfect. I love that. Because the absurdity of that and the fact that they all just fall into line whenever Uh a moment hits where they just all know it's time to walk slowly like charlie brown walk in a line together Uh it's so funny (laughs) and then they wake up in the morning and i was sure one of them was going to be gone it was going to be a full hangover moment most likely park do kyung would be missing and they'd have to find him and we'd have a little mini show in there and instead, it was this beautiful, like, boys' day of these guys being like, we just wanted to cheer our buddy up. He just went through a breakup, clearly. He's going through it. And even though we, we're we scared of him at work, we like him outside of work. Cute. It's so cute. Wholesome. I love it. I love it. And last note is, I guess this is like two notes in one. One is... Um, CEO Kim's daughter a character now? Like, is she gonna be in the show? I don't care about her. 
I don't either. In fact, uh, well, honestly, she just feels like a catalyst, right? She's just uh-huh. the reason that now uh, Park Do Kyung and his mother, I guess, must die in shame <laughs> because they had the audacity to speak to rich people a certain way. So disgusting. Ugh. Ugh. I hate when poor people talk to me. Like, ugh. ugh. Poor people need not come near. Need not apply. Okay. Get out of here. Yeah. Well, I'm unemployed. I promise you I'm so poor. You wouldn't even (laughs) believe it. I'm one of you. No joke. I don't normally want to talk about finances. It's just so funny that you say that. Because this feels pretty good to share right now, even though it probably isn't. Um, I do have literally $50 in my bank account right now. What's up? What's up? Who's gonna maybe pay her bills this month? Me. What's <laughs> I see you student loans, but not this month. Take care of yourself, guys. Yep. Um Yeah, so that's just to say you guys know we hate uh we eat the rich here at Play on K, so So don't worry, we're joking. But gosh darn. Thanks guys. She has a job now too. So yeah, don't I do. <laughs> Please don't worry. Yeah, please, I am I am just fine. I just cut it. I came in real clutch with the job applications. I just waited, you know. I, just, <laughs> I sat on my life. I took I rolled the dice with my own life. <laughs> so if you want to give us money, feel free. But don't feel <laughs> compelled. There are plenty of GoFundMe's that need your help. Yeah. America is a nightmare. America is a nightmare. I have a job, so now I have health insurance. Let's help the people who don't. Yeah, I live in Japan, so I have health insurance. Yep. And that's what matters, is that everyone has health health insurance. Looking at you, America, what a nightmare. <laughs> You're a nightmare. Anyways, last final note, for real. It's a, an appendix to the last note. I will never believe Park Do Kyung's mom when she says everything that she did was for her children to respect her. And that's all she wanted. That's why she's such a biatch, is... It's for her children to love and respect her. Yeah. Okay. That was the maybe least believable moment of all time. I There's not an ounce. There's not a single drop. There is not even a fucking cactus in the barren desert that is my <laughs> feelings for her. Cactus, <laughs> cacti hold way too much water for that shit. There is nothing in me. Uh, f- no sympathy. There's n- nothing in me for her. Nope. Nope. And I feel like they maybe tried to turn it around in that one moment and make us feel for her. Feel like, no, she's a human too. She has feelings. And I'm like, you already played the scene where she's yelling at his super nice dad about loving his kid. Like, I mean, no. And chasing off the fiance that he loved by emotionally abusing her to her breaking point. And then making her feel like she couldn't tell him about it. And asking him for money, even though that money was to pay his employees so that they could eat and live in houses. Yeah, like don't act like it's for you, for your kids, when you've fucked over your kids to get money. What is is this line? What are these alligator tears that they're like, no, she's really sad, guys. Like, don't waste my time with her anymore. She needs to be hit by a bus. End it all. ASAP. We're finished. Yep. Wow. We. I think we've come 
The progression of Emily and Raquel throughout this podcast is really interesting because I think we used to tiptoe around giving our opinion. And then, like, eventually we got better at giving our actual opinion about how we felt about a drama. But we still would never say terrible things like go die about a person, (laughs) real or fictional. But now we've definitely reached the point where we're ready for fictional characters to just drop left and right. Real people? No, no, no. No, no, no. Keep them safe. Protect them. This woman is a perfect actress. We love her in every other show. And we love her in real life. She needs to be protected at all costs. She is perfect and adorable. We will not eat her, even though she's probably rich. But in the show, let's hit her with a bus. <laughs> I'm done with it. We're ready. What if she gets hit by the car instead of Do Kyung? And that's saying something, because I don't mind if he dies either. <laughs> <laughs> that's Raquel being big, okay? She, <laughs> she's really making a sacrifice by choosing the mom over Do Kyung. Okay, so you're welcome. <laughs> If if you have a character that you want to hit with a bus, email us at playonkpodcast at gmail.com. We won't tell anybody. It's between you and us and the CIA who checks our emails. Ooh, 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 ooh. Um, we also have our social media accounts. If you wanted to go public or DM us about which character you want to die. Which character you're voting off the island. Um, <laughs> you can reach us at Play on K podca- Podcast on Instagram and at Play on K on Twitter. If you want to leave a fully public comment on the episodes, you can do so on our website, playonk.com. There you can also find a link to our Patreon. You can sign up for our newsletter so you never miss when we start a new show. And you know what I'm watching every month. As well as find links to our affiliates, Blueberry Podcast Hosting, Skillshare, and NordVPN. Yeah, you can also find us most places that you listen to podcasts. And on those sites and streaming platforms, why is this hard for me every week? On those (laughs) streaming platforms, usually you can review, rate, or subscribe, or some combination of those things. And any amount of those things that you do really helps us out and helps other pod- K-drama podcast listeners find us. Holy cow. <laughs> you nailed it. If you want to give us money to pay our bills, we've, we've got jobs. We're doing okay. We're not going to end up on the streets, so don't worry about us. But if you're like, I like them anyways, I'll send them, I'll send them a dollar. Go to patreon.com slash playonk and... If you want to sign up for the $5 tier, you can also get our bonus content, which we are revamping this month, so look out for all that new good stuff. Yes, come check it out, and I think I think that covers it. it. I think that's all the things, so join us next week for the next four episodes of <laughs> Another Miss O. Okay, bye. Okay, bye.